that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him and with they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down to the, the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demonized man, the one who had the legion sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demonized man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed or demonized, excuse me, begged him that he might be with him. And Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. One of the most foundational trips that I've ever taken uh, I took back in the early 90s to the, the country of Haiti, uh, one of the Caribbean islands. Actually, it shares the island with uh, the Dominican Republic. And it was such an interesting thing because we just felt the Lord tell us to go and we had a, a missionary working with our church. Hello, how are you doing? Good, good to see you. Thanks for visiting me. Do you want to come up here? No? Okay. All right, see you later. You want to go with Karen? Karen's over there. Okay. (laughs) 
I love kids. Absolutely love kids. I love that when that happens. It's like one of my favorite things. It's, it's happened on and off for, oh, 25 years. And it's just absolutely excellent all the time. Fabulous. Anyway, so, so we were going to, we, we had a, a woman associated with our church who had been serving as a medical missionary. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and so uh, she had invited us to come down. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll come. And, and so we, we had a flight with a company called Missionary, uh, uh, Missionary Flights International, MFI, uh, down in uh, West Palm Beach or down around Palm Beach, Florida. And so we drove down and uh, they had contacted us in advance and they said, hey, you need to tell us how much your, your suitcases weigh. And so we weighed out our suitcases and everything and, and we showed up and they're like, okay, where are you going? We said, Haiti. They said, well, we know that, but are you going to Capetian or are you going to Port-au-Prince? Uh, we don't know. Oh, okay. Okay, what, 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 who's the leader of the mission compound that you're going to go see? Uh, we don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, then, you know, where are you going? Who, who, is there somebody that you're supposed to be going to see? And we, we named the woman from our church, and, they, and, and it's like they gave this knowing smile. Ah, okay, we understand. Because this woman, she was fearless. I mean, she was going, she was in Iran, and then the government Iran, of Iran fell, and so she had to flee the country. Then she was in the Sudan, then the government of the Sudan fell, and she had to flee the country. And then she was in Haiti, and the government of Haiti fell, and she had to flee the country. And then all the other governments of the world invited her not to come. Uh, after that, uh, but, but uh, it was kind of an interesting thing, and then we just went, and, and I mean, we just didn't know what was going on. All we knew is that we just needed to step out and do the thing, and it was amazing all the things that we saw over the uh, couple weeks that we were there, and the ministry that we were able to do, and uh, lots of stories, uh, but it was quite fascinating that all we, I mean, we just, God told us to go, and we stepped out, and we really didn't have much of a clue about what, we were hap- what was happening or what we were doing, but we just went, and we just moved forward. Uh, and I look back on that now, and sometimes I think it's a little bit crazy, but on, at other times I think, well, that was just faith. I mean, that's what it was all about, was just stepping forward in faith to do what God had called us to do. And we didn't know all the details. We didn't know how things were going to come out. Uh, but we needed to serve by faith. We needed to minister by faith, and so that's what we we sought to do, Uh, rather innocently in some respects, perhaps slightly foolishly, but it's what happened, and the Lord did some amazing things because of that. And it just reminds me, a lot of people, when they talk about faith, they say that faith is spelled R-I-S-K, that faith calls us to take risks. And that is certainly the case. If we're going to serve by faith, we need to take risk. And in taking risk also, we need to overcome our fear because many times we have fear. And sometimes people think, well, I need to get rid of my fear and then I'll have, be able to minister by faith. But actually, you don't ever get rid of your fear. You need to just do it in any way. Don't worry about your fear but step forward. But how do we do that? How do we understand that? Well, that's what Mark here 
uh, Peter is, is recounting these stories to Mark, and that's what Mark and Peter, they're writing about here, this whole dynamic of what it means to step out in faith, what it means to take risks by faith, what it means to overcome your fear as you live by faith, as you minister by faith. And importantly, that is what God is trying to teach us and the foundation that has to be laid if we are going to do this, if we are going to live our, our minister or serve one another by faith. We started out with that last week. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, remember, we said that the key part of faith is relationship. You know, with our definition of faith, we said Christian faith is choosing to trust and act often beyond our natural abilities based on a true knowledge of God and God's ways founded in relationship with God the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Relationship is the core of faith. You cannot have faith without relationship with the God or the one in whom you're going to have faith, in our case, in the God through Jesus Christ. And then we saw last week how faith was that thing that links heaven and earth. We become the link between heaven and earth as we live by faith so that God uses us to allow his power to flow through us by faith so that we can minister, so that we can serve, so that we can do the things that God has called us to do. And that all happens by faith. And we saw that last week. And this week now, God is showing us a little bit more about how we minister by faith in taking risks, in overcoming our fear, uh, and doing that which God has called us to do. So what happens here? What's happened here in this text? Well, first of all, Jesus has just finished teaching. He's just done the parables. And he says, okay, guys, let's go to the other side of the lake. Let's go to the other side of the lake. Now notice, they are going in obedience to Jesus. And that's a key thing for our faith. If we're serving by faith, we serve, we go in obedience to Jesus. If Jesus hasn't told us to go, if Jesus hasn't, hasn't called us to go or led us to go, or we don't find really clear ground for it in the scripture, then we're not going by faith, we're going by presumption. Because if faith is based on relationship, then we go out of relationship with Jesus when he tells us to go. So he tells them to go to the other side of the lake. Uh, we don't appreciate how the disciples would have felt about this. They knew what was the other side of the lake. The other side of the lake was the Decapolis. It was not Jewish territory. We know that because there are pigs there, uh, clearly unbelievers there, people who don't have relationship with Jesus. Uh, in other words, no self-respecting Jewish person actually would have gone to the other side of the lake, at least willingly. If they had to go, they would have gone. But the other side of the lake would have been a fearsome place for the average Jew. You know, it'd be like saying to us, I want you to go 